1: From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to coach unplugged and now your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody. Welcome to coach unplugged. So excited. You decided to join us today. Uh, before we jump in, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I, I think I've said, I, I think I've gotten it down to about 18 seconds. I can take that thing down. It's unbelievable. we got the new one still playing with it. It's unbelievable. I love the little, the little um clip on to your shirt that you can kind of run the machine from. It's awesome. My son loves that one. Um, I mentioned coach Unplug. They'll give you $350 off. Also go over and check out teach for coaches who want to get better. If you're, if you're sick of Zoom calls, if you're sick of, you know, diving everywhere and looking for what you need, our roadmap will help you become a better basketball coach. Um, there's lots of great resources out there, but a lot of them are run by people that are college coaches or do not aren't in like aren't teaching stats all day and then jump into the gym and have to deal with the everyday things 24 seven that a high school coach or a youth coach has to deal with. So come over, let me help you become a better basketball coach, teachers.com. Let's head off to the podcast. Three seem to be the perfect number after we crunched it a little bit. Um, okay. And it's hard to do as a coach sometimes, but I've mm-hmm. got someone tracking it. Um, I have someone on my bench track makes and track possessions, all our possessions and sometimes i okay. will go, man, our, we're, we're, the offense doesn't work. We need to change. He goes, stop. They haven't scored six straight times on this court, Steve. My mm-hmm. sense was that maybe we weren't scoring. Or, okay. You know, the, you're, sometimes your intuition fights the actual math behind it. Yeah. So I had somebody start tracking it. And it seemed like three, three times and then they seemed to have a rhythm. And okay. three tended to get to be five or six Rather mm-hmm. than three, and we changed it, you know, um all of a sudden we're playing man, and then we go to a one, three one. That yeah. little bit of, oh, what are they doing? Where we got to move people? Just enough to get them out of rhythm mm-hmm. um, seemed to work. So you should go watch like back. that. Idea. that's a good assistant coach job. Go back yeah. and we'll have, watch some film and tell me, see if that plays true. It might be more or mm-hmm. less at the collegiate level, I don't know. hey, um, and and speaking of that, Steve, like
0: um uh, uh, and that this wasn't going to be one of my topics, but i I, I have the great greatest assistant in the land. And like I said, his name is Sean Severson. He's a, he's a Wisconsin guy and uh, he's been with me for 16 years. And so, wow. Uh, we, yes, we think alike, but the, the, he has enough freedom to disagree. And, and so uh, he's the associate head coach. I right. wouldn't even say he's assistant. assistant. Uh, he's like a co-head coach. Right. And, and uh, I, I'm really blessed because I know that there's a lot of turnover in the division three ranks with assistance but right um, the thing oh, is
1: i've had two staffs in 30 years basically basically two staffs wow okay You're, i mean that's why we're a machine because you know we all yeah. like they all kind of do their piece we all know our piece in the puzzle that's mm-hmm. the key is like sometimes it's like and that's game. unheard of it's unheard of uh, yeah it's unheard of um because people always look it's a shiny object thing people are looking for the next thing um so what was the second thing you wanted to talk about? Um, I, was, I
0: was going to talk a little bit about um, subjective uh, mistakes. the mindset of coaching. Yeah, yes. mis- mistakes. And uh, uh, especially now, and again, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to admit, admit this, but when I took over at Grove City, um, I was taking over for a legend. Uh, and, and my own head coach, a, a, a guy who had been there 28 years and, right. and had – success and in my first year taking over uh, as the head coach I was innocent I mean I was and my assistant and I we just we worked our tail off we just coached them as hard as we could and never even considered winning a little it didn't matter it didn't matter right. uh, and by the way I got that philosophy from John Barr who got right. it from John Wooden it was right. Hey, it's the process. Don't worry about the wins. Just, you know, do your best, you know, have high standards. Yes. Well, when we won the league uh, that year, my first year, you know, it was obviously very exciting, but something clicked in my mind after that. And the second year that I was the head coach, I had this self-imposed pressure and pressure from the administration that wasn't even there it was all self-imposed pressure. And as we started to struggle a little bit, I, I became mean. I mean, I, I, and I, I would never say this to my players, but it was as if, if I'm this stressed and miserable, you guys are going to be just as stressed and miserable as me. Right. My whole identity was winning. (laughs) <laughs> my whole self-worth was about
1: winning and it was like that for four years but that's a so i'm gonna i'm gonna be devil's advocate here that's a young coach's issue i think oh yeah um my brother yeah. i have an older brother i had an older brother and i and I, the first time we went to the state finals we lost and i was miserable and then we won it the next year and then and then we didn't win it for three or four more years. He goes, and then I, I call him, like, oh, we're not, he goes, stop. If you're only happy when you win, you're never going to be happy, Steve. Like yeah. do the best you can. Yeah. The, the wins will take care of themselves. But mm-hmm. if you're, you, if you're only happy when you win the very last game of the season, you're going to be miserable most of the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and Steve, I was taking that misery and, out
0: yeah. on the players.
1: Yeah, I know you I do. I can remember yeah. this
0: as if it were yesterday. One of the toughest players that I've ever coached, his name is Tanner Prosser. He's now a successful high school coach here in Pennsylvania. One of the leading rebounders of all time in college history. I'm watching film after a loss in the team room by myself. I see that he, Tanner Prosser, he didn't block out one time. So I call him on the phone. Okay, he's, he's in his dorm room. I said, You, you need to come to, to the team room right now. I sit him down. I say, Look, and I, I replay that possession about four times. Look, you didn't box out. You didn't box out. And he turns to me and he goes like this. He goes, Coach. What's what's wrong? What's wrong? And I noticed right then. That was the, that was when it, it it was revealed to me. Like I didn't even know I was doing this until that moment, and that was the beginning of me getting climbing out of that of that hell hole.
1: And, I, and, and to be honest with you, that might've been some faith based things there. Like he was probably worried about you as a, as a human, oh, as, oh, know, yeah, yeah, how can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, and it didn't come like right away, but over the next couple of years, I got back to trying to be me. Right. And, and, and le- I imbibed the philosophy of, I, I never had a bad coach in my life, Steve. I mean, from my eighth grade years, all the way through high school, college. You're very
1: lucky. You're very yes, lucky. I am. I am.
0: And, and they all basically preach the same thing, which was, you know, we're going to play to a standard and let the results take care of themselves. And I got back to that. It's almost as if, you know, uh, uh, you everything's fine. And then suddenly you become involved in drugs or alcohol. And now you've got to climb out, you know, using AA or some other, you know, and, and then you're back to who you are again. And then that's what I went through. Right, but and, uh, and I remember apologizing to those the kids on those early teams, like guys. I wish you could play for me now. I wish you could. Do it.
1: I I mean I I don't know if I publicly apologized to my '04 team, which is my first state tournament team, yeah. best team I've ever coached, best team I've ever yeah. coached. We won it the following year with with Wesley, who was we talking about who plays for the Bucks, and right. and he would argue that was the best team, but he was on the previous team too, uh-huh. and part of that is like, I wasn't the coach, I wasn't the coach and the person and the teacher I needed to be. Um, yeah. and I feel so as coaches, you just carry that around. It's like, Oh, if only I'd have known I, uh, that, you know? Yeah. I'm so, and he comes to practices now and he goes, coach, you're so calm. I go, Wesley, it's like, <laughs> it's like, is <laughs> I don't know if it's age or it's like, but I'm all, it's also in perspective, you know, it's a, you know, I think, I don't know. I think it's the, in, Were you, you were a player too. You were pl- you played in high school. Yes. Yes. Okay. So part of that is that player, men, it's, it's that shift of leaving players and to become coach that competitive. That's a great point. Yeah. I think there's, that's a really hard thing I think for people to do. Um, when you
0: mentioned that you had players come back and say, coach, well, are you getting older? Are you mellowing? I I've had that time and time again. And I say, no guys, this this is how I should have coached you back yes. in the early two thousands.
1: Yes. Uh, because yes. it's it's also uh, it's, it's also reading your audience, which I've taught for thirty years. Okay. How I how I coached thirty years ago would not work now.
0: Wouldn't work. Hey, would it Steve, work- how were you coached in? A, were you uh, are you from Wisconsin?
1: I am. I am. Okay. I had a great high school coach. I had a great high school coach. Okay. He actually got me. Uh, I think was part of the reason I'm coaching today is like yeah. He gave me a love of that game. I remember going watching those games when I was a kid. My parents mm-hmm. taking me to those games. Um, and then I played collegiately at Lawrence, which is in Appleton. I don't know if you know where yeah. it is. Um, and then, uh, and then I started coaching right away. So, you know, okay. I went from playing to coaching in a snap. It never stopped. So that, that player part – I was ready to be done playing. Mm-hmm. But that competitiveness isn't – I mean – Shoot, we just played a game of clue as a family about an hour. You've
0: never ago. had a Christmas off in your adult
1: life, have you? I I have. Now that is where I have when I my kids I have a senior and a freshman. When my mm-hmm. kids were little, I gave I gave, and this is one of my secret sauces, I think, at the high school level. I gave them time off. I went to Florida with my parents. I mean, I'd say yeah. this week you're off. I'm I'm cause my kids were little. I wasn't gonna mm-hmm. I was already doing 80 million things and coaching all year. I said, I'm taking some time off to spend it with my kids at the beach, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I was always, you know, I'm always doing something. We're always playing and stuff, but I always gave, there's always a chunk over winter break that I took for family. Um, that's a great idea. to keep It was for young. I mean, it was not easy. Trust me. And there's still times like, oh, did that hurt it? But it was better for me and my family and the kids and, Mm -hmm. um, Cause they already lost part of their dad anyway. Cause I was, you know, on a Tuesday in February, yeah. I was at a scouting, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was important. Uh, yeah, but no, officially no, uh, no, but I'm telling you this quarantine, you know, I was, I'm in, I'm in my mid fifties getting close to my mid fifties and I'm, you know, I'm not going to but it's like, this has proven to me that I'm not ready to retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know mean, what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, retirement isn't quarantined, but I'm not ready to be home. I'm missing my kids. I'm missing my class, mm-hmm. missing my players. Um, yeah. You know, Snapchatting and doing all that stuff with them isn't the same.
0: I just uh, had a meeting with my players prior to, to getting on with you. Cause we're allowed to meet with them during this time. Okay. But, it, you know, it, it's a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting. Right. Uh, uh, before hanging up, I said, guys, I miss you. And I do. I right. do. I, I, I'm going kind of through withdrawal. I know because uh, you know they're not coming into the office, and, right? And, and I mean, I said this on a
1: pod. I've said this on a ton of podcasts, but I have food in my room all the time. Like that's the reason they come. High school boys will eat. Come, they will follow food no it's matter. A good what. idea. They yeah. always come in, and it's like <laughs> I, and I and I and I and I and I sent them a video a couple of days ago. I said, "Man, you guys are saving me a lot of money because you know I'm not making my <laughs> Costco run to get apples and granola bars and all that stuff." Yeah, you're saving me money. I appreciate that, but I do miss you. Um, you know, cause I had to bring all that food home cause I couldn't leave it at school mm-hmm. cause I didn't know when we were coming back. But yeah, um, I know, I think that, I think, I think being vulnerable as a coach, I think this is a side note on what we're talking about here, but I call myself a porch dog, you know, the porch dog that lays in the porch near the, you know, not, not, not the dog running around the house, but like mm-hmm. a puppy, but a porch dog. And I think you, um, you realize, you put everything kind of in perspective as you get a little bit older, like. Coaching wise, like it will be okay, and you know if I don't watch yeah. another hour of film, it will be okay, and you mm-hmm. know, um, I think that's a good perspective that what you're talking about here. That for the coaches, it's like you got to get away too. You can't like the only reason I'm still coaching is because I've been good about compartmentalizing, and you know if you do this full throttle for, you can't do it for 30 years if you're going to do that, or you're going to yes. burn out, or you're going to lose something. You might lose your wife, but who knows? You're going to lose something. I'm fortunate in that my wife is a coach. Oh, yeah. She's the women's soccer
0: coach at Grove City College. So that helps. That helps. Yeah. But do you think nowadays uh, there's more turnover in coaching at the high school level than there was when, because we're about contemporary age, Yeah. than when we
1: uh, were, were, were playing? I think there's a demand to be the head coach. Okay. I don't think there's a demand to be a freshman coach like there was mm-hmm. when I was coming out. Um, I think that I think the pressure's more. Um, I think the turnover is more. I don't know. I the math behind. I'm, I'm uh, observational study here for my stats students. If you're listening, there's no statistical basis to this, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, I I would make more working at the gas station. Than I do coaching. I mean, I don't do it to make money, right? I mean, this is community service, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think part of it is a financial part Um, for the turnover. uh, Mm -hmm. I think there's a shortage of teachers. Um, Yeah, I think more coaches are becoming non teachers, which I personally don't think is necessarily a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's great coaches that aren't teachers, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you and I were coming up, you became a high school coach. You became a high school teacher. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin, Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. line.
1: You know, that was the, I, I would miss that interaction. So I mm-hmm. think there's going to be a shortage of teachers. Um, but that's why I think that's, there's a little bit of an effect. I don't think football back. I think the big boys aren't, are not the hard ones to fill as much. Cause mm-hmm. there's some quote unquote glory in it. Yeah. Um, but I, the demand is definitely, especially at the lower levels, it's definitely harder to find coaches than it was 20 years ago at the lower levels.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? and, and I know the local high schools around here uh, are having trouble filling those
1: those positions. It's like officials, like so. I don't yes. yell as officials like I do and used to, you know, because yeah. we're not going to have enough officials in 20 years either. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and how many times have you argued a call where the where the official says, "You know what"? Steve, you're
1: right. I want to change that call. Never. But, the only, <laughs> but you know what? If a, an official walks, so here's my thing. If an official walks by me and goes, Steve, I missed it. Boom. We're done. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the ones yeah. that don't talk to me are the ones that irritate me. Just communicate with uh, me. I agree. There's the, one the ones that you're... apologize disarm me right away. Oh, right. I don't, yeah. why don't more of them do that? Like, Steve, mm-hmm. I missed that. I was out of position. Steve, I didn't see that. But my other guy, I'll mm-hmm. talk to him at a dead ball. We're done. That's yeah. all I want. I just want you to, to converse with me and let me know what you Oh, Steve, you know he had his hand on his hip. I had to call it it's a third time down. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. We're done, We're done talking. I can go yell yeah. I can go deal with my guys now. <laughs> that's what I mean, I yeah. But that's a veteran official again. The other ones. Yes. You know, the young ones tend to be a little bit more. Um how when when's give me a window of your season? What's your window of your season? Like when do you start uh, when do you end? Oh uh, yeah. We start uh, officially October 15th, which is the
0: first day that Division three schools are ready okay, yep, to yep, practice. Okay.
1: I could never remember that. Okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, we go through uh, – well, it, it's – the NCAA gives us 19 weeks to work with our players. And so we go to the end of February, and we take – we usually take two weeks off during Christmas. That includes the uh, time for final exams and then Christmas break. Okay. And then literally in between Christmas and New Year's, we'll we'll come back and start to practice and maybe have a Christmas tournament and then we're right back into
1: it. And is there one is an automatic bid for conference champion or automatic bid for for yeah. tournament champion? Or I'm how sorry, does that yeah, work? Yeah,
0: tournament champion
1: uh gets the automatic bid. Okay. And and have you has your league been lucky enough to have more than one? Never. Never. Uh okay. so um, it,
0: it it's we have to win it to go there's no other way okay
1: that i mean that makes it a lot harder
0: oh yeah (laughs) yeah there's a pressure so you're
1: similar to you're similar to a mid-major low major d1 like you gotta win it or you don't get to go there there's only one hope uh and that's you know a one well
0: a five six day tournament uh at the end of february and does everybody make the tournament uh we only well, we just went to 10 teams. Uh, this past year we had nine, so we're just adding one. So it was an 18 tournament. Uh, number nine did not go.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So next year 10 will go. Speed so will All get byes then. P will get buys then. Yeah, yes. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you practice plan? Uh, this has been my talk for the last couple of weeks about practice planning. How okay. do you do that? When do you do yeah. that? Yeah. You
0: know, I um. well, I, I'm a teacher. Uh, okay. That, that's what I'm trained to do. And interestingly, the, the first basketball clinic that I went to was actually before I even had a coaching job. Um, the uh, The speaker talked about how to write a a, a practice plan, and as I was always taking notes. I thought this is no different than a a lesson plan, and so everything's written out. Uh, you know, but basically, I have a master plan for the year, uh, and then. I'll have a weekly plan that long, is a skeleton how far do you
1: deviate from your master plan? Uh it usually
0: well sometimes at the halfway at the halfway mark I'm, I I I'm I'm riding by the seat of my
1: pants. Right, I know I hear you. The
0: weekly plan is is where I it's like the skeleton and then I put the flesh on the bones or or the muscles uh with daily plans and uh, everything's down to the minute. Uh, and we only go two hours, so we have to be, uh, pretty concise and intense. And, and when uh,
1: do you, when do the, do, do you have, do you always practice the same time at the, at your level or? No,
0: uh, we, uh, at least early in the season when the women's volleyball team and the women's basketball team and the men's basketball team are all playing, we have to adjust based on, uh, those two other teams. And when women's volleyball is over, uh, it's the it's the men and women's basketball team that will share a okay. time. So um, it's usually four to six and then six to eight. Okay. And then uh, we split it 50, 50, who goes early, who goes late.
1: Okay. Yeah. We do that too with ours. We always have a rule that if you play the next day, you're early. Okay. Um, that's just, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to pre-practice at an eight and then have a game the next day. So that right. seems, that's a great, seems to be a great rule for us. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, um, do you ever have problems with guys taking classes?
0: No, uh, because all of the class, we'll, we'll practice around their their uh, class times. Okay. And more often than not, the classes are done by four. Okay. Every once in a while, there'll be a lab that they have to go to that's until five. And so if we have the early slot, they may miss a half an hour. Right. But, but fortunately, uh, very little practice time is missed because we always practice uh, in the evening.
1: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so how would you describe your coaching philosophy?
0: You know, I, I think I got it from, well, I'm a product of, of, of every coach that, that invested in me.
1: I think we are, we all are. I I tell people this all the time. I'm a little piece of everyone I've coached under. Like I'm a little bit, I took a little bit of each of them that I thought was what I thought I could use with my personality. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, and, and interesting, I'll, I'll just I, I, as an aside, um, uh, this year at the beginning of the season, I had our captains set the goals, actually, the whole team. And the goal prior to the season what for them was we're going to win this thing. We're going to win the league championship and go to the NCAAs. Okay. 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 That's what your goal is. Well, we, we started off 0 and 4. 0 and 4. And at that point, uh, we had a team meeting and I said, fellas, I want to apologize for not stepping in and, and not allowing you to have that goal. Because it goes against everything that I've ever taught you up to this point, everything that I was taught as a coach. And that is we're, we're process driven. We're not results driven. We're process driven. Right. So let's back up. Let's remember what our mission is. It's all about the process. Every day, we're just going to get better. We're going to play to a standard. We're gonna, it, basically, it's, it's, we're going to play to a standard in a culture of love and accountability. Right. That's it. So we we took the pressure off and we actually won twenty one games this year and went to the NCAA's. But
1: okay. I, did you? And you did you get to play your game? Yes, we did. Uh, we played two. Um, okay.
0: We won our first round game and then lost our second round game, okay. and then four days later they canceled the tournament. Oh, I know. It's so, so, it's so, yeah.
1: So, if you'd have won the second one, then you would have been you'd have been practicing. Have been, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've uh, been canceled. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, there's so a, bless, back, there's a little
1: bit of a blessing. You got at least closure, like in your season. I agree, Steve. Like, yeah,
0: and, and, yeah yes,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: We 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 finished better than any school or any any. Former Grove City team, and so there was there was history made and then there was closure
1: right there's closure and uh, yeah yeah that's a good thing um, so what would I see if let's say I came to your practice and I just sat up in the corner for an hour what would I see uh, I hope you would see
0: organization and great teaching like' we're, we're if you're a teacher you'll say okay hey look there's a lesson plan okay. everything's delineated into there these are offensive parts defensive parts skill work shooting um, and then uh, I hope you would see that, as we break up, I'm not even looking at what my assistant's doing because I trust them. completely right. trust him,. Right. And then we're doing our breakdown drills. Um, and also, uh, I think you'd see that during certain aspects of the practice, my two assistants are doing the the coaching, and then I'll call a player over and just whisper in his ear, like, I, I want to get a contact with every player during that during the practice and it's just a one-on-one and, right. and it may be hey look i'm noticing how well you're blocking out i love your for it you just keep it up or maybe look you haven't spoken up at all today i mean you're not right. talking in on defense so what's going on right. do i need to know something
1: right something like that I, I, I love that what do you think that what do you think the hardest thing to teach is
0: Uh, I picked my words carefully
1: there. I didn't say coach. I said teach.
0: Teach. Uh, I think the nuances of our defense, because we switch everything, and it's so much different than what they're used to in high school that we have to
1: We have to reprogram. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachroops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14 day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.